0: Hey, security peeps, this is Renee Small. I'm back again in the Breaking into Cybersecurity podcast special edition, and I'm back with Dr. Dan Schaefer. Say hi to everyone, Dan.
1: How you doing, everybody?
0: So Dan is back with us. Usually we um, schedule these for Mondays, but this week has been a busy week for for me in particular. Um, So Dan and I are getting together with you today, and we are going to provide more strategies, with, you know, COVID-19, we're entering, I don't know how many weeks at this point, but I know many of us have been working from home for the past month or so right now. Um, And I know in Northern Virginia in particular, uh, the the school systems have rolled out (laughs) virtual learning for their students this week. So my kids, they have been doing virtual learning for a bit, but I know many other Um, families are doing that which is it's a a level of stress in and of itself because i know how um it's like a second job being a teacher and and setting everything up for your kids so um dan i know that in northern virginia that's one of the one of the stresses people are having Um, talk to us i know that you know your clients are all over the world so jump in and tell us about some of the things that you've been working with your clients on this week um in regards to challenges, stresses, all that stuff?
1: Well, one of the biggest things is most of the people I d- deal with are in a leadership position, mm-hmm. and so they're challenged first. And this is what I emphasize is that if you uh, can't bring your A game to the field then, and, and help yourself first, then it's very difficult for you to help somebody else. But the challenges are beyond what anybody had ever expected to have to do. So you're talking about dealing with stress, which we can talk about initially. Uh, I did some work with military some years ago, and we looked at the impact that stress has on errors, omissions, accidents, and safety. So just generally, uh, it's frequently unrecognized. People just don't see how stress is impacting them but it does impact them. So giving people strategies to control their own stress first and understand that the people that are leading a stress, so what does that look like? What does that whole picture look like? So it's being able to uh, take a stress management strategy that works for you and offer it very quickly and very effectively in in the midst of this remote management strategy situation to do that. So that's what we do. One of the things I've done is I've put together a program for people who want to take a stress management program into highly stressed people who are sometimes alone at the top and have no one to bounce anything off of. So we we talked about some of those stress strategies. We've done them on our previous programs. But in the middle of this program, to give everybody a chance to catch in, we'll do a couple before we leave. Wow. Uh, the other thing is, is that remote management was a big challenge when I did work with HP leadership, uh, who were remote trying to manage people in various parts of the world. And traditional management just doesn't seem to work the way, uh, it should because it's a tremendous amount of stress on, on the manager, uh, and all also the people who report to him. So I put together a program on remote management where people move quickly from a management culture to a coaching culture. And to make that very effective, one of the big aspects of that is the people who are managing people need to know what they do well. Uh, Unconscious competence can really impact on performance because when you're unconsciously competent in something you do and you're responsible to manage or train somebody else, you cannot teach somebody something that you don't know that you know. And, you know, in the cybersecurity field, you know, no matter what happens, no matter when somebody turns the light out, there's somebody always trying to get you. So it's it's always being under the threat of an attack. So how to prepare for that? The other issue is uh, looking at some of the things that people ask me when I start to think about oh, what do I need to do personally? Well, the people I work with right now are not here. They're currently in 2025 working backwards because one of the things that I focus heavily on is the elimination of error. So if I can get somebody to think about, dream about a picture 2025, and then we work backwards from there to today to find anything that they could possibly do that would follow their plan and keep in mind that the people that are dealing with it, they're trying to market to or that they're trying to support, have their own kind of a plan. So it's trying to do the best we can to get those folks in line. Uh, It can be done remotely. It can be done on Zoom calls like like we're doing now. Uh, But again, it's giving people the tools to add to their toolbox. One of the things that Renee and I have talked about for years is that everybody comes into an environment with a toolbox. And they open a toolbox up, and what's unusual is that Some people have great tools in the toolbox, but they don't know that they're there. So if you don't know what's there, you can't use it. So how do we look at things like today and the programs we've done in the past and the ones we're going to be doing in the future are all going to add more tools into the toolbox? You may not need them now. What's interesting is when you start to talk about your subconscious mind, uh, and anybody who plays sports know how much your subconscious mind impacted your personal sports performance. When you start to talk about those issues, uh, it becomes really important that you know what you're dealing with and have a strategy. So, person dreams 2025. What is that going to look like? That activates his subconscious mind to come back and say, "Okay, what do you want me to do here?" Uh, we use telehypnosis to do that. I've done that with professional football players and soccer players and. Uh, almost anybody in any sport that you can imagine, MMA, fighting. So it, it's, a, it's a strategy that people put in their toolbox. But the interesting part is that once we can get what you want into your subconscious mind, you don't have to think about it. Anymore. Subconscious mind takes over for you, and it doesn't. It. We ran into that, right, Renee?
0: Yeah, totally. Um, I have questions, Dan. People are chiming in. So Robert Jung says, his son has social anxiety and OCD. This virus has not helped him. What could I do to calm his anxiety and help him move forward? He wants to get a job, but is stressed out about the world situation.
1: How old is he?
0: Uh, we don't know. Uh, so, it, you know it,
1: it,
0: if he's looking for a job, I'm thinking twenties, thirties probably. Okay. Let's see.
1: I have three clients who are sons of my clients who work with me privately. And what we've done is we've had them established just to realize it. however old they are, Robert, they are uh, the CEOs of their own company right now. They're running their own company. And when a, when a kid... He's
0: 25. Okay.
1: When a kid, when a kid sees himself as the CEO of his own company, then he's not necessarily looking for a job. He sees himself as a consultant who's offering his uh, his expertise to a company as a consultant, even though it's payroll on, on a, on a W2, but that the likelihood of that happening very quickly is driving people to think about what options do I have? Uh, this person I spoke to yesterday, he's just gone out and gotten a business card. He went on Vistaprint.com and got some business cards and he created his own company. So it's, uh, and to look at himself as a group. I have a, uh, an article called You Incorporated. If somebody emails me, uh, sends me an email in the subject bar, just writes down, you, Inc., I'll send you the article. Because it's really from uh, student athletes who have to see themselves as running their own business, which they never did before, but now they do. And a couple of things happen when that happens. Once the kid feels that he's, and I say kid because, I, you know, yeah, he's as old as my grandchildren. But in any event, uh, but it's to give him a strategy to work on. But what happens is, is that when a kid sees himself as running his own company, then what happens is, is he tends to behave in a way differently than, than, uh, than normal, than his friends do. So uh, I don't want to take up this whole time on that, but I'll be happy. Give me a call on the phone. I'll be happy to talk to you about it. Uh, text me or send me an email and I'll send you the U Incorporated thing. And if it made sense to you to have me talk to you, son, I'd be happy to do that.
0: Um, Robert, I just tagged Dan in, in the, um, well, he'll see it. Dan, you can't see this, but <laughs> Robert will see it. And then I will um, DM you his phone number. So if anybody wants Dan's phone number, just reach out to me um, and I will share it with you. And so Dan is happy to, you know. Dan's whole thing is call me, <laughs> you know, call me, text uh, well, me, first, call first
1: me. Is text me first and I'll text you <laughs> back. And that way we start a link. Yep. And that way I can follow. Because Renee knows, you know, me and technology, I'm in I'm awe of everything that all of you people do. <laughs> because, because, you know, I just got my mail by Pony Express.
0: <laughs>
1: and just left. So. I say,
0: I'm so proud of Dan (laughs) for being on here every week.
1: We've been doing this stuff for a long time, (laughs) I I am so,
0: so proud of you.
1: I first Um, remember Dan. I need to call up for help to how to turn my computer on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Dan, you got to set up. Don't touch anything. Um, Okay, so Marvin Powell says, vision is so important to be used in just this way. But I find that most people try to make vision the same as goals or mission, and they get all tangled up. Therefore, they can't see the forest for the trees, so to speak. Do you find that to be the case as well?
1: Uh, Yes, that's one of the obstacles. The other thing is, if anybody is interested in you, send me an email. I'll also send you an article called Money and Mistakes. The fact is, what I really do is sell mistakes to people. It's a lot less expensive to buy a mistake that somebody else made than to make it yourself, particularly in the area that all you guys are dealing with. But, uh, yes, people, people go with traditional goal setting in their mind, and that never works as well, I don't think, because it doesn't engage the subconscious mind. See, your subconscious mind must act out every thought, image, or idea that you put into it, and it will do that relentlessly and you get in its way. Part of the things that I do is help people get out of their own way. I pull out an article from my book, Click the Competitive Edge. And a, a, a plug. There it is. But uh, when I talk to people, I ask them about what's your wish list? What do you want to have happen? It may interest you some of the things that people ask for. Increased concentration, notice and control the way I talk to myself, managing control stress, identifying control distractions. Let me show you something about controlling distractions. If everybody sits up straight in their chair and starts to move your right foot clockwise, round and round, round and round, round and round. While your right foot is going clockwise, draw a big number six in the air. See what happened? Your foot just went back.
0: (laughs) Can't do it. Can never do it.
1: it. So the fact is, can you really afford, or can the people who work for you afford one second of distraction? No. No. Then they want to catch distractions early, enhance communications, interpersonal media, control anger and aggression. Uh, I had an ultramarathon runner who came to me who ran the Badwater, which is 135 miles through Death Valley in the summer. And she found she had gotten angry with her support crew in the very beginning of the race. And she said, I carried anger for 100 miles. She said, it drained me. Uh, Increased energy, motivation. Develop a strong vision for the future. That's important to individuals, particularly if you're building a team. Control discomfort, improve personal performance, uh, self-esteem, self-confidence, develop personal strategic plans, identify and resolve subconscious blocks, what, what gets in the way. I had a guy who was a, a major real estate developer in the city uh, building commercial real estate, and in the course of a conversation, he said to me, I'm a 12-handicapped golfer, but I can't play well all the time what we discovered, to make a very long story short, is that the only time he can't play well is when he plays against somebody who makes more money than he does. He makes high seven figures. So who would ever think? But this was invisible to him. So a lot of the things that i discover with people are invisible blocks of their performance. Uh, and then the other one is improve, uh, harness the power of your imagination. Uh, I will tell you that uh, I have a, a woman who's a... Uh, my ultra marathon runner, who became an MMA fighter, uh, she came to me before she three weeks before a fight. We went through, we visualized the fight for three weeks with hypnosis over the phone, uh, and when she went into the fight, she won in forty nine seconds. But you know, uh, it's, it's see what happens is when you put a dream into your subconscious mind. Because your subconscious mind must act out every thought image or idea that you put into it, the dream drags you toward it. We have to identify stuff that gets in people's way. Now, from a management standpoint, you have all types of situations that we've run into, particularly when we work internationally with HP, because I had clients in 16 countries. And we dealt with different cultures, different backgrounds, and all involved. And a lot of these guys were, were engineers who were brought in dramatically and quickly into management positions, and that became a challenge. So they needed to ramp up their management skills very, very quickly, and and uh, then learn what they did well. And frequently, and we did this all over the world. Uh, it was basically a face-to-face program for two and a half days, and uh, we coached them for a year to two years after that by phone. So the power of working with this stuff on the phone is invaluable. And the other piece is, is that it's completely private. Uh, some people choose to tell the people that are working with it, they're doing it. Other people choose not to. So if you're going to send me any information to contact me, include your private at-home email, private cell phone. And some of the companies I work with have compliance problems that they, they don't want to send any information. It's, like what's in my book, and like what we do with people on strategy in, through their company email. Yeah. So this is and and this and, and so you know if anybody is curious about this, send me a text. When can we talk? And I will set up a phone call. And this may not be for you. It absolutely may not be for you. But at the end of the day, it's it's something that take the tools, drop them in the toolbox. You may not need them now, but two things. You know, the inner toolboxes, which is calling me what you can do. And the other thing is, is that the tools are there.
0: Yeah. So Dan Jude says, hi, Dan. How do you genuinely manage a situation with talks like, quote, the lockdown affords one an opportunity of growth, unquote. My question is, how does one attempt to grow from a depressed and uncertain situation as obvious as this?
1: Uh because there's nothing that we can change about what happened before we logged into this call. All we can do is what we can do going forward. We're definitely going to need new tools as we go forward. That's I'm discovering with Zoom calls. I had four today. I got three more this afternoon. So the point is, is that, uh, it's finding out what will work for you in the, in the midst of everything that's going on. And it's different with everybody. I mean, you know, I, I have a, a client who owns a bank and he has a, uh, has a family office business, but he held a springboard diving championship in New York City for four years in, in college. And I said to him, what's the difference between springboard diving and business? He said, absolutely nothing. He said, my dives are always the same, but the water is always different. There's nobody here who is dealing with the same situation with each person because you're dealing with the stuff that a lot of people don't look at. It's the personality pieces. So it's it's taking a look at the future. Uh, I with my clients, I use a silo system. Everybody seems to take the challenges that they have, both personal and business, and and moving up within a company and, and expansion, and drop it into a into a uh, a stew pot. And when you look into a pot of stew, you see the meat floating around, the carrots and the potatoes. The idea is that, that's, that that means you have to go back into that mix all the time. No, if you break it out into silos, which we do, then your subconscious mind says, oh, you want me to focus on this or on that? That's what happens with a quarterback. quarterback will send out two receivers, have a fullback, and then, you know, he doesn't look at everything at one time. He goes, and he picks those things. So training your subconscious mind to do that, uh, but again, uh, the, the dream is important. I, I've been astounded at how many high-performing people that I've worked with over the years don't realize what they do well, can't identify how really good they are at what they do. I mean, I had I had a guy who ran an enormous organization for HP in New Zealand, made a ton of money for them. And I said to him, how did he do that? And he says, oh, it's just being myself. I said, what good is that? He said, well, I've accomplished this. I said, yeah, but you the company expects you to develop the people underneath you. How are you going to do that if it's just you? We have to find out what you do well. And there are systems to do that, strategies. And also one of the things I use is I use an assessment that we use with HP that shows an individual every single place they have a personal risk, every single place they can screw up going forward. And it's important to know that before you go into it. You know, I, I said to Renee, some people will say, when – I hope they don't block us out on this. When, when should I call you? I said, imagine a big fan, she already knows where this is going. Imagine a big fan packed with wet manure and a guy would have plugged by an outlet. I want you to call me before he puts the plug in the <laughs> wall.
0: <laughs> Dan, my favorite quote from you. So <laughs> Roe is asking, I have a question. In terms of closing deals under COVID-19 situation, do you think that price reduction is a good tool to use in order to close the deal?
1: Uh, that that question, would, I, I don't have the exact answer for that. Uh, I, I think that one of the things that I do is people ask me frequently, how do I close more deals? And I said, I don't close any deals. People close themselves. When you see, what, what was her name again, Ro?
0: Uh, It's a guy, I believe.
1: Okay. Here's what I I would much, if I was talking about Renee, and and I've done, I do this a lot when I talk about cybersecurity. Rather than have somebody say, I want to call Renee for my recruiting or for my cybersecurity expertise, uh, most people say, that's what I want to have happen. I want somebody to call Renee. That's not what I say. I want somebody to say, I don't want to not call Renee. I don't want to call anybody else. So when you get in a position where the choices is uh, made by people, in particular cybersecurity, who don't know a whole lot about what you're talking about, how many of you folks deal with people who don't realize it, they're at risk uh, or somebody who you'll talk to on a lower level within the company to close a deal and for some reason or other can't pass it up to the person at the top? I like working. I like starting from the top down. The person who's got the most to lose is the guy who owns the company, or the guy who's got a reputation to maintain. And so I want to start there. I don't want to have to depend on somebody else to sell this up. So if you're talking about going to somebody in your company uh, to work with me, let's do it together on a phone. Just saying, you know, I have I have a guy uh, who sells mistakes. He wants to talk to you, or we'll do it together. But the point is, is that how how do you get that? And, and you know people can't afford not to work with you guys. the risk is way 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 too great I when I send you if you ask I'll send you this article called is money and mistakes uh, I'll ask you to go down your client list and make a list of the mistakes that your clients made before they came to you and what it cost them in money, emotion or reputation and then my suggestion with the people I work with is you sell the mistakes rather than the solutions, everybody today that's competing in this level is selling solutions. Well, my, my belief is that if you, uh, if you uh, deal with, if, if you buy mistakes first and you know what mistakes you can make, uh, you know, you can, uh, you don't have to pay for solutions. Solutions are very expensive.
0: does that mean? Huh? I'm laughing, Dan, because I remember you telling me a few years ago you'd be like, solutions, solutions. Like there <laughs> like were clouds floating in the air.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's right. But how, you know, the question is, is it how much time do you have to separate yourself from your competition? People will say, oh, go work on your 30 second elevator pitch. Uh, Somebody sends me in, 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 a, in a request, I'll send you. Oh, if you go on my website, there's a, a, a presentation I gave on the cost of myths. How much does myth, how much do myths cost you to operate every day? A fortune. Uh, so, so the point is, is that, uh, you know, it, it's important to figure this stuff out beforehand.
0: Yeah. So Dan, um, and I, I just want to, I just want to clarify that when Dan talks about clients, he's talking about external clients, internal clients. Like if you're within an organization, especially, um, you know, my folks in cybersecurity, where your internal clients are the business line or what have you, Dan is talking about that too. Not only, um, you know, selling when you're a, a service or a product from the outside trying to get into a company. He talks about it from all different perspectives of internal clients as well.
1: That, you know, it, it, everybody is under stress. And the fact is, is when you can understand how that stress impacts individuals in your company, you know, what, what needs to happen? That's where live, work, and I have worked in all those kind of scenarios. Yeah. And, and watching people within a company the way they operate, sometimes it's scary.
0: Yeah.
1: Particularly if, if your reputation depends on it. You know I, I have a I have a client who's a, a lawyer and I said to give me an example of a mistake that you dealt with with one of your clients. He says, I have a client right now who started a partnership 15 years ago with his friend and they did it on a handshake and to save money. They didn't do the legal proper proper legal documents to make it work. He said they now that that partnership is now dissolving and it's costing my client $350,000 because he didn't have it some documents made up 15 years ago. So what's the cost of people not working with the people who are watching this program? You make a recommendation. You know, I spoke to some cybersecurity people a couple of days ago. They have a company that provides cybersecurity, and I said, well, how many people are you talking with who don't even know what you what? what you do? One guy, he started explaining to me, it stopped, it stopped. I said, you're talking Greek you have to tell me what the what the outcome is going to be of not dealing with it. So I find that people either look and they go, you know, I can work with Dan now, or I can wait and wait and wait. And I say, you know, waiting can cost you a fortune. Okay. And, and it, all, all it takes is to give me a phone call because you may find out in five minutes there's no way I can help you. And I would yes. be happy to say that.
0: And Dan, just so, so everyone knows, you work with... Tons of companies, so not only individuals. So if a leader is like, right. say a leader is stressed out because his team or her team is stressed out and they want to have you potentially, you know, work with the whole team, that that's stuff that you you do all the time.
1: Sure. and, and But again, it's, and basically what you're doing is is that, so we work with Hewlett Packard. Kali Fiorina used, uh, was giving us to the, her leadership, as as uh, as a perk. And so, and then, you know, how do you help? And when you can help somebody, particularly today, with what's going on with the stress within their family, people are sick, they can't visit people, they can't talk to people. This is a whole new environment. Well, I work with, if anybody's working with municipalities, I worked with the uh, New Jersey League of Municipalities in 1986 on... Looking at the impact that major loss and life transition has on their leadership people, and I did an article in 1986, and then uh, they came back to me after 9/11 to do another article on on the 9/11. So it's people are dealing with traumatic situations, and you know what happens is they really don't uh, they, they don't have the tools to, tools to deal with this. And so that's part of the thing that came, all came together for me is, is that I took this work that I had done with loss and life transition and back in the late '80s, and brought it in and tied it in with business performance. And so, but every situation is different. There's no no cookie cutter approach to this. It's got yeah. it's got to be hand done for the people you're dealing with.
0: So Dan, Paul wants to, so it's some chatter going on here. And it's pretty funny because I said, um, Paul says, we need to clone Dr. Dan. And I said, I've adopted you. And then he said, I'm open for adoption too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, Paul wants to know, he says, um, he loves your perspective because you question things differently. And he wants to know if you could guarantee the prevention of a mistake, if you could 100% guarantee the prevention of a mistake, or a 72% solution, which would you choose?
1: I don't know how you can guarantee a mistake, the avoidance of a mistake, uh, because what you're ultimately dealing with, what everybody on this phone call is dealing with, is human behavior. You can't guarantee that somebody's not going to click on the wrong thing. And that that, that my, my advanced technological explanation lets you know how much I know about this. But the point is, is that uh, I don't know you can guarantee a solution because everything, everything that we are all doing depends on human behavior. Are people going to follow what you do or are they not? You can talk to 100 people in an audience and three will follow what you say. Other people will think it's BS and then they'll scratch their head and they'll go back and they'll try to figure where they... You know, I'll, t- I'll give you an example. People say, I speak in front of audiences and if any, anybody on this group speaks to an audience... I'll give you a great tip for getting your information into everybody's iPhone that's in our presentation. And if you want to, if you want to open up, I'll show you how to do it right now. You open up your iPhone and open up a new contact. When you open a new contact, it's gonna ask you for a first name. In the first name, just write mistakes. In the second name, Put business and sports. In the third line, where it asks for a phone number, put 917-880-6758. And then on the company name, put danschaferphd.com. Now, you close it up. If anybody asks you about any of this, say, you know, <laughs> this crazy guy who sells mistakes. You hit my phone. You don't have to remember my name. You don't have to remember where you put my card. You just hit mistakes, and I pop up. You can do exactly the same thing with your companies. Any group you talk to, get your name and your information into their cell phone, and if you put together a mistakes list, what I do with people I work with, they send me their mistakes list, and my job is to make it confusing because my mistakes list, when you get it, you'll see, I talk about Uncle Louie. You know, like Uncle Louis is a major mistake. You can pitch somebody. And that person is going to go to somebody and ask them, always talk to somebody who has no information, has no background. They're going to ask them their opinion. And Uncle Louis will will sink your cause almost every time. <laughs> yeah, as financial advisors, you know, you break a leg, you go to an orthopedist. You have a toothache, you go to a dentist. <laughs> but when, when you get money, you call your Uncle Louie, who invested with a guy who knows it. And it and it always seems to go south. People will always ask the wrong person, the wrong information. The other thing is, we ought to talk about maybe next week is about questions. What kind of questions do people have to be asking before they call you? You know, are they asking the right questions? Are they asking them to the right people? What does it cost them to ask the the right question to the wrong person? They don't get anything.
0: Yeah. Paul's follow-up is uh so is cybersecurity a technological solution mistake or human mistake slash solution?
1: I, I would have to ask you I'd have to ask you to look at it prop, prop it could be both. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because the fact is is that you guys work on a technology, you you have some idea of who's attacking you, how, when, where, why, and they're always gonna come up with new things. Now people have a lot of spare time. They're probably figuring a lot of ways to, to, to hack into someplace. But the point is, is that it always comes down to a human, a human factor from the defense side. You know, uh, the, when I, when I talk about a quarterback who was one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL and, and, uh, I'd say, you know, the most important thing to keep him operating effectively is his uh, offensive line. Is the team gonna hire people who are gonna protect him uh, once he has the ball in his hand? And that's and you guys are the offensive line and a, and a professional football team. People wanna to, wanna to get the best person, the fastest person, the person with the most drive, and the person who's gonna bring their A game to the field, which is which is critical today.
0: Yeah.
1: So so what, what's your A game like? I mean, you know, I I said to somebody, uh, one of my hockey goaltenders, I said, what's it like when you perform at your best? He said, I don't hear any crowds. The puck is the size of a dinner plate, and the game moves very slowly. And he to, anytime one of those three things change, I know I'm losing my concentration. So he said, I said, what What do you do? He said, I hope that it comes back. I said, hope's not a strategy. Put your tongue up on the roof of your mouth and all your negative self-talk will stop. Yep.
0: So, Dan, we're at almost the 35-minute mark. It has been a ton of questions coming in here. Um, and I want to wrap now. So I want to let everyone know a couple different things. One, Dan is going to be back again with us next week. So come prepare with your questions. We will. I'll put out a schedule that hopefully we can all stick by. Um, it's usually going to be Mondays at noon Eastern. Uh, But LinkedIn had, there was something, some issue with LinkedIn Live yesterday. So I don't know if noon Eastern is just getting too much traffic. I'm not sure. That's why we did a little bit earlier for today. Um, But we're trying to stick with Mondays um, at noon Eastern. Secondly, Dan, he shared his number already, but I will share it to anyone that DMs me and wants kind of Dan's information. I already put the link to his website I can provide you with his email, his phone number, and all that. Um, and then, Dan, do you have any final words that you want to share out there with these folks? Yeah,
1: I, I think that, first of all, I would suggest that you go back and look at the first two programs we did, which has some of the hypnotic strategies on it, the focus of concentration strategies on it. But the point is, is just to keep in mind that nobody you're working with is working at 100%. Uh, with under the, what the stresses that they're under and so taking some tools to them would be valuable but the best thing to do is to, to send me a text and say when can we talk or we'll put something on, the phone, on, the con, on a phone on a phone call uh, because that's the easiest way for, for you to be able to tell me what's going on my basic question for people is what do you need to have happen right now that's not happening and how do we make it happen and what's in the way that's moving up within a company, leadership challenges. uh, And, uh, you know, if you go to my website, there's a tremendous amount of information and videos on the website uh, that talk about it. Take a look at the video. It's a a 30-minute clip on the course of myths that I did for IFMA, Facility Management Association. And just come with questions. Call me with questions. Come with questions. And, but the whole thing is, is about, is about helping you get exactly what you guys want.
0: And Dan, Paul wants to know how can they help you? <laughs> he wants to know that how
1: they good, can help you. That great question is to uh, find companies that really want to deal with leadership development, uh, particularly this corona crisis with, with helping their staff. Uh, we, you know, what I do is I have, I have a, I can do a web call like this. We did one last last week for 1,100 people, and so it doesn't make any difference how many people are there. It's how many people want to reach out to those people and give them the tools to deal with. So by connecting me to somebody who makes sense, uh, by somebody who's got a kid who wants to get a job or a kid who's in college. I have college athletes right now who can't play their sport, but who are practicing every night before they go to sleep. So it's uh, it's across the board. It's, a, it's an enormous menu that really focuses on, uh, on helping people win. That's what it's about.
0: Excellent. So everybody, we will see you again. Thank you again, Dr. Dan. You have been um, so, so very helpful to all of us during this time. You already know how helpful you are to me. Uh, But so many more people here, and I think we're we're reviewing, typically we get about 11 and 1200 people view these, and it's kind of going up every week. So definitely, um, definitely becoming a really good resource for folks. And I just want to let everyone know that Dan is open to reaching out to you. You don't have to be a professional athlete or a CEO of a major corporation, to reach out to Dan. He works with regular people just like me. Um, And Paul is saying, we can help you with that. And they're all talking about inspiration. And Karen says, thank you so much. You're welcome, Karen. We just want to be able to provide um, everyone out there with this type of knowledge, just these types of tips. Dan always, people tell you the what, but Dan talked about it a couple weeks ago. I think it was last week or the week before. They don't tell you the how. So we're stressed so we out. They tell you what to do, but they don't tell you how to do it. And Dan is here to kind of share with us and let us know how to do it. Go ahead, Dan.
1: Now we, we want to deal with the how. Uh, and I think you are many of the people who who report to you are saying, "Oh, everybody's telling me to do this. How do I do this?" Well, a lot of it's I I don't deal. clearly and Renee will vouch for this. I don't deal with the technology part, but I can tell you how to do it psychologically. But that's what'll get in your way. And this is not therapy this is all personal strategy uh competitive edge strategies
0: Yep, yeah, competitive edge strategies okay folks so um dan thank you again we will see you next week here um and uh, there's uh, like i said a ton of chatter going on on linkedin which is fantastic and we will make sure that people are reach out to you directly And then also share with me any questions and stuff that they have for you so that when we get on next week, we can provide, we can just jump straight in with Q&A. And then I know you're going to do some of the telehypnotic strategies as well, probably next week, right?
1: Yes, but it's also on the previous two calls we did. So if they go back on your two two previous links, there are two of them there, and we'll do another one. But the most important thing is, answer my question. What do you need to have happen right now that's not happening? Yeah. Let Renee know. We'll address that next week.
0: All right. All right. Bye, everyone. See you next week. Bye.